Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ron and Craig Show. I'm Craig. And I'm Ron. And we want to let everybody know that you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and also subscribe to our YouTube channel to check out all our latest videos, updates, and you can email us even if that's necessary, ronandcraigshow at gmail.com. They don't email anymore. I think they do. Everybody tweets. And, of course, uh, our special guest today, we're going to jump right in, is Lauren Cooley. She is seen on Fusion, One American News Network, HuffPost Video, Campus Reform, founder of Campus Red, Ron, and she is advocate for youth and politics. Uh, she went to Furman University to get her bachelor's, which is right down the road from us, and going to the University of Miami for her master's. And she was on Glenn Beck's show oh, right, yeah. as well. And I think that's wow. just the that's coolest thing. That's a lot thing. to accomplish. I mean, not done with your, she's not done with her master's yet? Listen to this. Non, uh, the Glenn Beck said that she is the millennial powerhouse spreading conservatism on college campuses. Can't be stopped, Glenn Beck. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, just make me feel bad, Lauren. Hey, Lauren, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. (laughs) Thanks for having me on. Oh, no. Hey, thanks for coming on. And uh, we appreciate we had a little bit of technical difficulties uh, off air, so nobody saw that. But uh, thanks for holding with us, and thanks for standing by. We've had some storms here in South Carolina. So, So, Lauren, we'll just jump right in. And uh, I'm Craig. This is uh, Ron that was talking to you. Um, Just want to ask you, what made you start – campus red pack what what is it that started that well to be honest i was waiting to see other conservative campaigns start a youth campaign to really engage uh, conservative young people and it just didn't happen i was looking to the candidates to do that i was looking to uh, the republican party to do that and i mean there was a little bit of effort here and there but in general i knew that more could be done and it could be done in a better way and so I took it upon myself because I felt like I had the know-how. Obviously, I'm a millennial. I'm a a graduate student, so I'm on campus often. I'm a campus organizer, and uh, nobody else was doing it. So I kind of decided it needs to be done, especially where I live now in Florida. It's a swing state. It's really important. Um, You know, where where Florida goes, there goes the election many times. And so really it was just an initiative that I took upon uh, just because nobody else was doing it, and I knew how important it was. Now, oh. you, told Glenn, you told Glenn Beck you read one of his books. Yes. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big Glenn Beck fan, uh, was even in high school, and uh, read uh, several of his books, actually. But um, Common Sense was one of my favorite books that I um, – well, one of my favorite books I've ever read. And definitely was one of my favorite books in high school. So I uh, was in Dallas a couple months ago and got to meet him and go on his show, which was very – just a surreal opportunity, a really neat opportunity. Got to talk to him about, um, you know, his impact in my political philosophy and talk to him about reading his books. It was, it was a neat opportunity for sure. Well, let me ask you a couple things. Uh, uh, as far as Glenn Beck, so you said during the primary uh, or, or when you started, like there wasn't enough uh, political action from the conservative side on campuses. And uh, really, uh, how much of that, a couple of things. First, um, how much of that, is because of campus, well, what I like to call just the uh, campus, uh, almost the Gestapo that are on the campuses today. I mean, if you are conservative right. on, on campus today, you're not going to get the time. You're not going to get, you're, you'll get shouted down. You'll get uh, ridiculed. I mean, just stepping forward and saying you're conservative is, is difficult enough. I mean, especially if you're in any kind of liberal arts uh, education, you're outnumbered. 30 to one just by your professors. So, yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I mean, there's, 
the liberal bureaucracy on campus, like the red tape holding um, different student organizations back from actually being able to, you know, do normal things that all other different or all of other different student groups do that are either you know left leaning or apolitical. Uh, so that's definitely a, a tough challenge. And I, I also think though that there's this narrative that all young people are liberal. And so we've bought into that and we don't really even bother to chase after the millennial vote anymore. And I think that's a huge problem because that's not the case. Most young people, if anything, are apathetic and the left makes a good, um, <laughs> that, that, that's refreshing to, to actually cause. hear a younger person say that because I think, uh, usually, and, uh, and this really, uh, I think is kudos to you because a lot of people at their younger, I've talked to some young folks that are involved, um, in uh, at the college level, and maybe uh, they're in college Republicans, or maybe they're in uh, college Libertarians, whatever Democrats. And then, uh, but they live inside the bubble, so they think, well, everybody's, you know, oh, we're involved. Uh, you know, we're we're so politically active. You just don't understand it. And uh, I, yeah, you're right. I I would say no. I would say the apathy has just set into where, um, oh, I can't say anything conservative, and I have to pretty much just go with the status quo. And um, I mean, most of them are supporting, for God's sakes, they're Bernie Sanders supporters, right? I mean, I mean, he's huge. Yeah, I mean, there's, so there's two types of these apolitical uh, college students. There's the types that go with the flow and kind of jump on board something because it's what's put in front of them. And the left does a great job at marketing. Um, You know, that's something that we need to admit is they've got a, they've got they don't have a great message, but they've got a great vehicle for their message, right? So right. There, there's, the, there's the students that jump on board because that's what's in front of them, and it, and it sounds good. And then there's also the apolitical students that just see politics as being messy and mean and fight, you know, infighting, and they, they, they're not attracted to it because they want to do things that are going to be positive, that they think are actually going to impact, um, you know, their community uh, in, a, in a way that's not so much of this, like, dirty down and dirty fighting um and they see what happens if you're a you know conservative that expresses their views or even they see a conservative and a liberal on campus fighting back and forth they don't like it and they've got other things to focus on you know they're they've got a math test or they've got to write a paper or they're concerned about you know if the girl or guy in their class likes them right they got other things that they're focusing on and that's no fault of their own but when you're in college Politics a lot of times falls to the wayside, and so that's why I felt like right. um, Campus Red Pack's mission really was just to lower the barrier of entry into participating in the election, so uh, specifically for conservative students. Right. So, Lauren, what is it that – what is your main goal at where you're at now because you're still at the University of Miami, is that correct, grad school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your goal? What is your end goal in your career? Well, my end – I think an end goal is pretty difficult just because every time I think that I know what I'm doing or I think I have like this idea of what like the, the ultimate point in my career would be, um, you know, God comes in and closes one door, opens another and says, haha, you thought you knew, you know, what's best like, for you. Give her a you little don't. time there, right? Craig. I mean, come on. She, I mean, how I mean, I can ask you, you're, how old are you? Like 20, 24, what? Yeah, 24, 24. Mm-hmm. She's 24. Give her a little time, Craig, a little time. Okay. But, no, What's but your end goal? Where are you going to be at the end of your life? Does that? <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. It's a good question. With that being said, though, I mean, my passion is getting youth involved in politics, especially supporting conservative youth, because I think it's pretty easy to get involved in politics if you're um, left leaning. But I think it's more difficult for you to be a conservative young person. 
So that's my passion. So, you know, whatever opportunity there is for me to be able to encourage and inspire young people uh, to get involved in politics, I'll do that. So, you know, right now, or for the election, it was running Campus Red Pack. Right now, it's it's encouraging students to continue um, doing proactive activism on campus. How do you and that's do part that? Of what, so that's part of part of my uh, tour that I'm doing. It's called Make Campus Great Again. Is really uh, the idea that okay, we elected Trump. That's awesome. But now what? Uh, and so there, I mean, there are different things you can do on campus. It depends on what the big hot button issue is on campus, right? Because I think a lot of times uh, we wait for the left to do something crazy. And then the conservatives rally around and they fight back. Right. My my idea is that instead of waiting for the left to do something crazy, why don't we be proactive? And so a couple examples could be um, working with the on-campus law enforcement to make sure that uh, the the campus puts out a blanket statement that we're going to enforce the rule of law on campus. Right. What would that actually look like, or what would that mean? That would mean you're not going to be a sanctuary campus. Um, another thing that you can do is you can fight against free speech zones on campus. So people think like free speech zones a good thing because it sounds like a, you know an area that you can speak your mind freely, which yes, we want to speak our mind freely, but when it's just a zone, the rest of the campus is anti-free speech. And so you can fight against free speech zones trying to open up uh, you know free speech on campus. Those are just a couple examples, but right now that's what I'm working on, um, doing a, a full tour this fall, going to several states and basically encouraging conservative students to step up and make a difference on campus because the campus culture is definitely going to determine what happens across the country, um, you know, five years down the road. Right. Well, I mean, let's hope a lot of them grow up. I don't know if that'll happen or not, but, uh, you know, if we're lucky, maybe some of them will see, some of them will actually see the light. Now, um, I, I got, I got to ask you, okay, you're a big Limbeck fan. And I, I, I'm a Glenn Beck fan as well. I, I've listened to him for years. Um, and you said, uh, I, I think you worked for Alan West. Uh, did you work for his campaign? Uh, yeah, I okay. did an, uh, an internship with him okay. uh, on his campaign. All right. Um, so, uh, but you, oh, you just said we elected Trump. Okay, that's awesome. Um, okay, how does that jive with, like, the, the Glenn Beck? Uh, because we all know, I mean, anyone who follows politics knows how Glenn felt about Donald Trump. Sure. And, uh, I mean, uh, I'm thinking in the primary, maybe you weren't a Trump supporter, and then, am I am I right? Or Oh, yeah, you're, you're definitely correct. I mean, if I could uh, place somebody in the presidency and just kind of drop them there, and, you know, I got to nominate them and, and, and without any, you know, democracy – I'd probably put Rand Paul or Ted Cruz Rand up Paul, there. And those Cruz, were the yep. people that yep, you know it. I really supported yep. in the primary. But I, mean, I, I did as yeah. well. But I mean, I, you know, um, how has that transition worked? I mean, because uh, for me, it it's getting easier to like Donald Trump. I don't know if that's just because the left has gone like literally bat crazy. I mean, and I think they have. The, I'm, that's not hyperbole. I'm not trying to just say that. I mean. If you listen to any of the hearings or if you listen to any of the things that are going on, like uh, the campuses, Berkeley, I mean, uh, UMass, anywhere. I mean, th the left is just losing their mind. And the more they oh, yeah. lose their mind, the more I'm like, you are losing America. You're you're losing the uh, the real voters out there, the vast majority. OK, yeah, um, I, I completely agree. I think. 
you know, it's almost like we're getting there's it's been a mess for a while, but now they've pulled back the curtain and they're kind of showing us how they really feel. Uh, and I think a lot of, you know, middle of the road people are going, well, man, I don't identify with the people who riot when they don't get their way. I don't identify with the people that think everything is offensive and that's all they focus on is looking for things to be offended by. And free I, speech I think that's is a, shutting a good speech thing. down. Like, yeah, it's, how it's like opposite day on college like, campuses. We are going to go and protest. Uh, we're going to use our free speech right to go protest someone giving a speech. I mean, that's just, I, I, I you know, so I guess, uh, you know, some pigs are more equal than others. But I mean, I, I it just, I, I, it, it doesn't, I don't, I don't get it. And the more they go down that road, I think you're right. The more they go down that road, the more people with common sense and a little bit of thought will look at it and say, uh, when did, you know, when did we become a nation of radicals? Because we are not a nation of radicals. But California, now they're talking about uh, they're going to do socialized medicine just in California. Uh, they are going to have on their next ballot. I don't know if you knew this, Greg. On the next ballot in California, uh-huh. uh, 2018, secession. Is going to be on the ballot in California. In California, yeah. yeah. I'm all for. I'm all for that. By the way, I think we get rid of <laughs> all the crazy t- voters. I am we too. We get rid of all their debt. Let them go I in an too. island of debt by themselves. Right. And we'll be better for it. You know. You watch how quick <laughs> the wall goes up between California and Arizona. Then, Lauren, okay? what what is the um, what what obstacles do you run across, or what things have you been threatened, or have you had people try to bully you, or or scare you? You know what I mean? As far as if you were to be on campus or have you not had any trouble at all? Um, I've definitely run into roadblocks. I've definitely dealt with my fair share of uh, liberal professors that didn't agree with me and made it pretty clear. Um, now, at University of Miami, and it may be because it's a graduate student program, they've been pretty good to me. Um, I have to give them that for sure. And there's things that go on on campus and other departments that I disagree with that I think is liberal bias. But overall, I've had a pretty good experience there um at Furman now and and this is somewhere that maybe you guys won't be surprised but most people that I talk to are surprised that a you know a a college in in South Carolina of all places um was so liberal so in Furman I had definitely came across a lot of pushback um now I was an active uh you know campus activist and I made I made it known how I felt about the goings-on on on campus um but it got to the point where really uh, I couldn't walk through a department, uh, walk, you know, walk down the hall through any department in, in the entire campus without a professor that, you know, had either said nasty comments to my face or had, you know, bullied my conservative student group by literally posting nasty things on Facebook. Um, it it definitely was a more hostile situation and than what I've experienced these are the adults. These are the adults in the room, right? I mean, right, these, these are, are the, the adults ones... teaching civil discourse, teaching oh, students sure. how they're supposed to act in yeah. the real world. Yeah. yeah you, you said I something just... on Glenn Beck about uh, someone dressing up as Muslims or uh, on one of your interviews. What was that about? Uh, or trying to – or on at Furman, they were dressing up. Oh, yes. What was that um, about? So we brought um, Nani Darwish to campus, and she basically talks about how um, – you know, Islam and Eastern, Middle Eastern countries have such a bad record on women's rights. Um, pretty standard message, nothing too radical. And the day that we brought her to campus, it was before the event. 
um, we, it wasn't myself, but it was one of our club officers got a phone call from the Furman police department. And it basically said, you know, we've had some, um, some, some phone calls and some, basically some threats that we need to check out. We want to know why you have this speaker coming, you know, because it's so controversial. Apparently the, um, the, is, I think it was the Muslim student association, um, had some issues with it. And so we're walking around campus in that day. We saw people dressed in full uh, Muslim garb and they're having backpacks on with TV remotes. And to me, that is pretty obvious depiction of I've got some type of like backpack bomb on, right? It, nothing came of it. Obviously, that would have been all over the news. Right. But I think these were just tactics that um, they were using to try to shut down our speaking event. Now, right. it ended up going on. Um, the Muslim Student Association actually came into the event and then um, screamed questions at our speaker. It was kind of a weird exchange, but at least we got to bring our speaker to campus. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's, that's probably what you heard on the interview is basically the left tries to employ all these very strange and scare, threatening tactics. Scare tactics, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to, just to shut down speech because they know that if people hear the truth, um, their ideology is going to look Lewinsky? bad. Have you read Saul Lewinsky? Have oh you? yeah, I'm I'm okay. a bit. I tell people go. this and I say I'm a big Saul Lewinsky fan, yep. not because of what he believed in, but I think that he was a, an excellent tactician. Oh right, and so did uh, Hillary Clinton thought so too. I mean, yeah, that was her uh, her thesis paper, and mm -hmm. uh, let's not forget, uh, you know, uh, the, both her and Bill Obama all. Huge fans of Saul Lewinsky. The tactics can be used by either side, but uh, right. I I just think I, it's great that finally there's a college voices are starting yeah. to come up, you know. Because uh, I mean, I said before I've got a I've got a 20 year old daughter, right? She's in uh, and she hates whenever I talk even to bring her up. You don't talk about me, but uh, she's 20 years old. She's in college. She's uh, in her sophomore year, going into her junior year. And uh, I hear all the time about, you know, well, uh, I'm not going to, this one professor said this, this, this. I'm like, why didn't you say anything? She goes, no way. I'm not going to say anything. I'll, I'll get a bad grade. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. I was like, so it, it, I really actually thought about just telling her, listen, why don't you just go learn what you need to learn somewhere and forget about it. The, there's, a, there's a big movement among a lot of people, to just divorce themselves from the college experience. Now, I, I, for one, believe in education. Let me just start with that point. I believe in education. I believe that uh, you should be educated. But I don't know if that's what's happening now. I think w now it's not so much education as it is indoctrination. It's turned into, a, right. into almost like a breeding ground a, a fertile breeding ground for more liberals later you know and, oh yeah uh, I, absolutely, I absolutely agree and, and i think it's almost like conservative students have it uh, doubly as hard to go to class because they don't just go to class and have to learn they have to go to class listen to everything their professor says pin that against or pit that against their own ideology say what do i accept what do i think is definitely you know some liberal bias Regardless, I have to memorize all this so I can, you know, regurgitate it in a paper or on a test. But then what am I actually going to take and implement in my own life? What do I think is a bunch of nonsense that's just this professor's opinion? 
And I think it makes it di more difficult for at least conservative students to learn. I mean, and then there's also the, higher the learning, joke. Don't we have to change that? I mean, how? I mean, looking forward, okay. Now you're you're just you're getting your master's, which is fantastic. You know, uh, go on get your PhD. You should teach somewhere, okay. But I, I mean, you should be a professor somewhere. But here's the other th side of that, Lauren. The chances of you being a professor, as intelligent as you are, and, and I mean, from your resume and just talking to you, you can tell that you know you possess a a really great intellect and here's the thing you getting a position at a school that has so-called and I will say now so-called prestige is uh, slim to none especially if you're if you're outspoken if you're an outspoken conservative are you kidding me I mean there's only a handful of colleges that you can go to that will applaud that I mean and I'm literally mean a handful I can think of uh, well, uh, heritage uh where else liberty maybe uh i can't One, think of that many yeah. yeah conservative that actually will like uh you know applaud a conservative professor no you'll be ostracized they'll say how could you they may even i mean they might they may the students may rise up and say we won't let this professor teach at our school i don't know what we're going to do i mean i don't envy your position because you are so outnumbered, I admire your tenacity, and I greatly admire the fact that you don't just sit down and take it. Because the new civil rights movement is going to be for conservatives. Trust me, it is. The next, the next big uh, civil rights movement is going to be for the rights, the civil rights of conservative, young conservatives in schools, professors. They're they're being blackballed. They're being. This is re, this. This is Russia. This is China. This is, uh, you know, Mao. These are tactics. I, I, and I'm not over-exaggerating. I wish I was. I mean, people go, oh, well, Ron, you're just saying these things to try to hype it up. You know, it's all part of the show. But no, it's not. This is, I mean, and Laura, I think you can testify to what I'm saying, that this is, oh, yeah, this is happening as we speak. And we yeah, need no, more as like you're talking. You. As you're talking, I can think of multiple professors that I know that have dealt with being suspended or even, you know, being losing their own tenure um, for, for being a conservative professor on a liberal campus. And so, you know, is I mean, that the God, case at every single in... university? Maybe or maybe not, but it's definitely the case at the majority. I, got, I want to jump in. Uh, this is Craig. Um, one question <laughs> I have, and I wasn't trying to be funny when I said that. I want to jump uh, in. It's Craig. Yeah, I grew, up as, Craig I grew up as Republican, and then uh, I changed that over to conservative. Uh, my concern now is rhinos. Uh, is rhinos a real big problem? Republicans in name only, and they're going undercover to act like there's something they're not to get in, to get in the way. What do you think about Lindsey that? Graham. What? I'm sorry. I didn't. Um. <laughs> I mean. So I, I, as far as rhinos go, I mean, there's different like levels of rhinos, right? So there's like rhinos that are that people call them a, someone a rhino, and they're a moderate, right? They they still are part of the you know conservative force and we can agree on maybe 70 80 percent um then there's people who are literally republicans in name only that it's very clear they're democrats running as republicans because it's easier to get elected in maybe a republican county do they or live in maine they, any of them live in maine or maybe in arizona or maybe in south yeah. carolina do you think some of them yeah there's some i think that's the case and so it, when it when it comes to the issue of rhinos 
and maybe I have this viewpoint because I'm so outnumbered when I'm on uh, on campus. But I look at it like this: when you're on campus and the liberal student union uh, or the progressive student union is, you know, doing some big demonstration, I'm looking around for the libertarians, the social conservatives, the fiscal conservatives, the neocons, the moderate republicans. If you're moderate to to right, I don't care, you know, what all we agree on. I just need somebody that's in my camp on the general issues, right? And so. I'm a very principled person. I very much believe in very specific, uh, you know, constitutional values. However, I know that when you're fighting against the extreme left, you have to be very accepting of anyone who wants to be your ally. And so when it comes to rhinos, if they don't want to be your ally, then they're absolutely, you know, a rhino in, in negative context. Well, when it comes useless, to moderates, right. they're useless. Yeah, when it, but when it comes to moderates, you can agree with them on, you know, 50, 60% of the issues even. Mm -hmm. I'm used to saying, you know what, we're in, we're in the trenches, so anybody who wants to join us, please join us. You're welcome to. The, yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Mm -hmm. I and I think when you're the, when you're the minority, you, you definitely have to subscribe to that. Do you, do you see in your career constantly staying with colleges and trying to build up that youth uh, even once you've graduated uh, uh, grad school and moved on to the professional world of, of you know, working somewhere? Is that where your passion is still going to lie, or you, you don't know at this point? Um, def it's definitely a passion of mine. I think that a lot of people get started in something like a college Republicans. They get their feet wet on a campaign, and then they move to D.C. They work on the Hill, and they kind of forget um, you know, the, the battle on campus. Because D.C. will they eat can, you up. D.C. will uh, eat you alive. I mean, I'm, I, people in general, I've lived in D.C. for a little while, and that world is a different world. I uh, think totally. it's, it's definitely the swamp. It's definitely. I the mean, swamp, it but. is the swamp, and it doesn't matter. You know, it's like uh, think of it. Like, I always tell people, I think of it like, um, uh, you know, the hooligans. And uh, I lived uh, for a year in London, and uh, uh, you know, when the soccer, when the football teams play, you know, uh, it's really you wear a red scarf or a blue scarf, but it doesn't matter. The tactics they use are the same. The I mean, the infighting, the uh, it's the power grabs the i mean all of that stuff it all goes on and uh and and i've seen uh, i've seen that uh it's it is it is a definite uh it's an eye opener that's for sure but i had a, i had a question i wanted to ask you real quick you know you were talking about moderates okay and by the way thanks again uh you know just uh, people might have just uh, tuned in just started listening we're talking with Lauren Cooley uh-huh and she has started up uh, Make Campuses Great Again. Is that your motto, Lauren? Yeah, but it's the Make Campus Great Again tour. That's yeah. the tour. And right. she is the executive director of Campus Red Pack. Yes. And so she's leading the way. And has a much greater resume than I ever had at 24. So, I mean, well, <laughs> you got me beat. I'm 24, I think I... I think I was like wondering if I would be able to become the manager at the uh, do at the Domino's. I'm not sure if that's exactly where it was, but Lauren, <laughs> yeah, right. Lauren, where can uh, anyone that's listening get a hold of you? And if they wanted to start something like this on their campus or get you to speak for them, what would you have them to go to? So I'm extremely active on Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, you can always follow me. I will most likely follow back shoot me a message um it's at lauren a cooley that's my uh handle on twitter 
And if you're not on Twitter or you want to send me a longer email, you can always go to my website, my personal website. It's laurencooley.com, and there's a contact tab. You can send me a message that way. But, uh, yeah, we're gearing up for a Make Campus Great Again tour this fall. Um, we've gotten some really great coverage on CNN and New York Times and Glenn Beck show. Oh, yeah. um, so if people are looking to bring a speaker, it doesn't have to just be on campus. Um, I, you know, I can definitely incorporate other stops. But uh, I think if anybody's looking for party. someone. Yeah, I saw you talking at a Tea Party event uh, on one of the YouTube shows. I, I had the question. Of What's that? I, I, I just because she was talking about moderate. Let me ask you this, Lauren. Uh, I know uh, there are uh, so-called moderate Republicans, but here's my question. Where are the moderate Democrats? Do they, do you know, do they exist? Where are they at? That's a good question. And I, I like I said a little earlier, I feel like um, Democrats on the left have kind of been far, far to the left progressive and for a long time. And now they're finally pulling back the curtain and we can kind of see that in reality. But they're polarizing, and, and, I think, themselves. I think they really are. I mean, and I think they've gone from even being progressive to now they're almost the regressive left, right? They're, they used to be like the party of change and progress. Now they're completely backsliding, right? So it's, it's, they used to say, oh, well, we're for the minorities. Well, now they're, they're enforcing, at least on campus, um, you know, these, these minority-only graduations and these um, like dorm rooms that are only for black students. That's segregation, right? I so can't, this is, like, you know, I can't believe that. When I saw that, I said, "Are you kidding me?" I mean, and we've got a beeping noise going. Yeah, on. just ignore that. It'll okay. go away. I promise. Go ahead, Ron. <laughs> we, I, t- I told you, we had, we've had like storms. The whole, the fact that we're even still working right now is amazing because uh, there, there, <laughs> were, there was like uh, uh, the heavens opened up. Um, uh, but. No, we were talking about the, uh, you know, as far as like uh, the, the left, like totally polarizing themselves and turning really into almost straight up Marx. I mean, if you look at Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders is a great example, right? right? How many young people have I talked to that said, oh, I'm a really, I'm a big Bernie fan. And I try to talk sense to them and it's like talking to a brick wall. It's all they hear is free school, free school, free school, free school. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean that's it, you know, and uh, and I don't are they here free stuff? Uh, it, who was it? Uh, I think it was. Uh, I want to say throw the uh, no, but I forget. Anyway, the, uh, the quote was uh, uh, once the people realize that they can uh, rob the purse to the ballot box, the republic is finished, and uh, right. and that and that's absolutely true. I I, I just don't know. I, I hope I, I you know, I, I'm always I'm really inspired when I talk with someone, especially like you, Lauren, who's like uh, young and bright and gets it and understands, you know, and uh, and can articulate that point well. And uh, I just it, personally, it's 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 very inspiring for me. I'm an old man. I'm a 52 year old, uh, you know, cranky old guy. So, I mean, you know, I'm just yelling at people <laughs> to get off my yard. But uh, so it's so, it's different. It's different hearing it from a, from a young voice. Lauren, before we let you go, because I know we've held you up and really appreciate your time. Um, when you was in Greenville, South Carolina, right near us here, uh, what are some of the you went to the Swamp Rabbit Trail or the Swamp Rabbit Cafe? What what was it? Did you go downtown? What, any hot spots or anything you remember? You know what I remember? I remember going to Waffle House and TR. 
And I remember going to the like the one and I think it's like the only Chinese food place in in Traveler's Rest. Those were like yeah. the best. That's nothing special or fancy, but like that's what I remember from my college days. That and driving all the way to the Greenville Mall to go to the Steak and Shake. It was like a 25 minute drive, I think, from campus. But it was it was like the oh, only yeah. place open late at night. I think now there's a cookout, but yep. for the longest time, if you were studying till you know, two, three in the morning, like steak and shakes, the only thing that's open. Right. It's a good and, drive. And Waffle House. Yeah. And Waffle House. Some, but sometimes like you, you can't just have like greasy Waffle House, like every <laughs> single night. Sometimes you got to put some greasy uh, steak and shake into the mix. Right. Yeah. It does help. So, it does help. It does help. And yeah. I mean, I, I went downtown and stuff too, but I mean, those are the, like the, where I had the real memories. So I had a, you know, I have very fond memories of being in, uh, in Greenville and in Traveler's Rest. So. Well, hopefully it's, it's neat to talk to you guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll be back through the area and uh, we'll have you on the show again. But uh, we're going to be keeping up with you. We're going to be um, um, sending links out for the show today and uh, letting everyone uh, know about it. And I'll be letting you know. And we appreciate and, it. And so. uh, on our YouTube channel because I think we are recording this, right? Yeah, yeah it's uh, pictures of us. You made me put on right. this jacket. Yeah, so I'm actually wearing a jacket. Yeah, I got Rhonda dressed up just for. Well, the, I got my black occasion. T-shirt, which is what I wear all the time. You know, it's, see, it's, see, I appreciate that because I'm not dressed up. I'm in uh, Nike running shorts and a no University of Miami T-shirt. No, so I don't believe that. I mean, I'm in a ball gown right now, and oh, um, ball, I've got hair and makeup <laughs> and high heels. Yeah, I know so. you dressed up. I know you dressed up. Uh, just, oh. just for the phone. One That's last, what it was. Yes, exactly. One last question. I'll let you go. What, what hobbies do you do outside of politics? Um, I'm a musician and I'm a worship leader at my church and, uh, I really like good food. So I'm a foodie. I like to, uh, try out new places and, That's awesome. um, oh, man, yeah. Miami must be awesome. Cuban. Food. Oh yeah. Oh. Some great Cuban food. Okay. I oh, love that. Jamaican. Oh man. All right. So you've been That's Go ahead. That's the one thing I missed in, uh, in in South Carolina was I couldn't find some really good Cuban food. There's great Mexican food, yeah. but there's a big difference. And if you know the difference, oh, yeah. uh, I definitely would miss it's that totally on my Christmas yeah. break. We'll be getting some Cuban food. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's awesome. Well, Lauren, thanks a lot. Thank yeah, you for thank joining you. us. And uh, thanks so much for being so patient. We had all the technical difficulties uh, earlier. And, uh, you know, no, of course, Nobody's going to hear or see that, but uh, Lauren really stuck with us through like, no, that doesn't yeah. work. No, I can't hear that. No, I can't hear that. But uh, we really appreciate your time. And again, uh, one more time, what, uh, give them out your Twitter and uh, website. your website. Yeah, so my Twitter handle is at Lauren A. Cooley, and my website is laurencooley.com. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-C-O-O-L-E-Y.com. All right. And uh, go there, folks. Uh, make a difference and and help out. This is our youth. This is where the change has to be made, or else the ship is going to sink. So uh, this is really important. Go out and help her. Thanks again, Lauren, and you, uh, Lauren. we look forward to hearing to uh, hearing from you later. Yeah, thanks so All much. Right, thanks. Thank you. Take care. Well, that right. was fantastic. All right, guys. Yeah. That was fantastic. All right, Ron, I thought you'd give me a high five. All right, where the Ron? I'm giving you open like this. Where the Ron and Craig show? Follow us on. Facebook. I'm the good-looking one on the left. Yeah, this is Ron. I'm Craig. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Also, subscribe to our YouTube. channel. I mean, channel. the real good-looking one right here. See we this? We just spoke with Lauren Cooley. Check her out. Hey, um, you know, I like that. I like start Lauren. She uh, I like started her. the campus Red Pack. I liked her. Right near us, right here in the hometown. So thank you guys. Do twice. we have any more time, or is that it? We're, we're out of time. That we're was out of like, time already. Yes. Oh, uh, my God. Thank okay. you guys for joining us. Ronnie Craig Show. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, and I wore this jacket.
Just wanted to know. Looks good. I look like I look like a mafia uh, FBI guy. I think. Kind of. All right, we're off the air. Oh, we no, we're not. No, it's still recording. <laughs> These will be the blooper reel. Woo, woo, woo.